0: Turn quickly to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, verse 28 through 25, it tells us Now the birth of Jesus was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, And he called his name Jesus. Lord, again, we thank you for, Lord, the privilege and the honor, the opportunity of worshiping you this evening, God. We pray for all of our our church family, God, uh, all across Miami, Lord. Pray that they'd be worshiping you in each of their homes, Lord, wherever they're located, God. Thank you that we get to the joy of worshiping you in spirit and in truth, Lord. That it's not just at one mountaintop, Lord, at one specific location, God. And Lord, we pray that our lives, Lord, would just be overflowing with worship each and every day, Lord, with the way we live, God. Lord, we pray that you just fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Light each of us on fire for you, Lord. That as we get together with friends and family over the holidays, Lord, may they see the difference. In each and every one of us, Lord, please, God, we we pray, we ask for that last revival before you return, Jesus. And we pray that you would begin that in each and every one of our lives personally, Lord. Our own Bible reading time, our own families, our own church family, God. So we just love you. We thank you so much, Jesus, in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. I was reading and studying a little bit on uh, Matthew chapter 1 and uh, coming across a chapter... uh, Pastor Chuck uh, Smith's commentary, and it was so good. He says, so what are you celebrating this year? What are you celebrating this year, right? When it comes to Christmas, what in the world are we celebrating, right? Are we celebrating an overweight old man that creeps on your children, right? Is, is that what we're celebrating Is it just the gifts? Is it just the materialism? Is it just the plastic? What is it that we're celebrating? Perhaps it's the family time and the joy of being able to gather together with loved ones. What are we celebrating this year? And I think in Matthew chapter 1 verse 21, it gives us what we're celebrating in such a short and easy pill to swallow. It says that she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins again what we are celebrating is that we have been saved that if you know jesus your life has been saved and that should be a big deal to us i think i've come from a cuban family right and there's some cubans that they have peculiar last names right or first names right west Navy, right u.s navy and that's their name or they're named after different boats, they're named after different people, and oftentimes they get these names because that's the boat that saves their family. That's the group of people that took them from communism, that took them from dying in the ocean, and saved their lives, and now they literally name their own children after their Savior, in a sense. And how much more should we celebrate Jesus Christ coming to save us? Again, Chuck Smith, he wrote, Jesus Christ is all I have said he is, or he is the greatest fraud and has perpetuated the cruelest hoax of any man who has ever lived. Again, is Jesus all that we say he is? Is Jesus all that you have said he is? All that you've told your friends and family? Is he all that we've said he is? Is he all that he says he is, that his word says he is? Because then he's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our honor, and that worthiness does not change with the circumstances we find ourselves in. And I think more than ever, this this week, this year, these past two years, I've been blown away at realizing the worthiness of His praise does not change based on my surroundings. It does not change on what I'm going through. Because again, sin, every human being is born into this world with the deadly disease of sin. And sin, it leads to spiritual death in this life and spiritual death for all of eternity in the life to come. And it's incurable, if you would, right? There's no way to cure it. There's no human being. There's not enough good works. There's nothing mankind can do. So instead, Jesus loved the world enough. God loved the world enough to send Jesus Christ into the world to give us the only cure for this disease. And if we accept it, if we live by him, we have that cure in this life. And in the one to come. Right? Recently we've been seeing how Jesus is the Lord of hell itself. And if we come to Christ, we get freedom from sin. We get freedom from death. And we get freedom from death and hell for all of eternity. What do we need to do? We need to cry out to God. We need to confess our sins. We need to confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus has paid for our sins. Oftentimes we like to say, he paid for all the sins of my wife, right? He paid for all her sins. He paid for all the sins of the political party. I don't agree with you. He paid for their sins, right? But it's important more than ever this Christmas, as, even as we go to bed tonight, to, be, to realize he died for my sins. He took my place. I love sharing with the school we have and with the youth, and I try to remind them, take ownership of our sins. Take ownership of our confession to the Lord. Oftentimes, Lord, Lord, forgive us. All of us have done bad things, right? We, we, we bring in the group when there's lots of bad, right? But when, the, when we do something good, it's all about us. Yeah, I did that, right? But for us to take more ownership, Lord, I'm the one that you died for. It's my sins that you took upon that tree. And again, we confess Him as Lord. What does that mean? Is that just a name we throw out there? Just a term we throw out into outer space. No, it means that Jesus is now the supreme authority in our lives. That's a great question to ask ourselves. Is Jesus truly the supreme authority in your life? That means our decision making, our likes, our dislikes, the deciding power in our life, it all goes through Jesus. I don't know what's the deciding power in your life. For many husbands, it's our wives, right? They're the deciding power in our wife, right? Hey honey, what do you think about this? Do you want to do this or not, right? For many parents, the kids are the deciding power. But for a believer, for a Christian, if we are truly confessing our sins and calling him Lord, it's from here on out. Jesus, you are the deciding power in my life. Hey, are we gonna go to that Chris? Are we gonna go to your in-laws this year for Christmas? It's not up to you or me. Let's cry out to Jesus. Let's look at his word and let's have the right heart saying, Lord, is this what you have for us to do? And each decision in our life, that's what crying out to him and calling him Lord is, right? I love Peter, how he tells Jesus, not so, Lord, right? That makes no sense. You can't say that. You can't say you're the deciding power in my life, but I'm going to tell you, no, it doesn't work that way. If he's the supreme authority, if he's the deciding power in our lives, then whatever he says goes, whatever his word says must happen. Again, what are we celebrating this Christmas? It's something worthy of our worship in this life and in the one to come. Because for all of eternity, guess what we're going to be doing? It's worshiping him. But one thing I've realized, the songs that stick in our minds more often than not is when we're going through immense difficulty. It's when we're going through trials. It's when a loved one is hurting. Maybe you broke up with a girlfriend, right? And that's the song you have stuck in your head forever, right? But it's songs when we're going through difficulty. And some of my favorite worship songs, they weren't during my honeymoon that I listened to this song. And oh, that was amazing, right? It wasn't when my first kid was born or my third kid was born. Most of the songs that are near and dear to my heart is when I was going through immense difficulty. And that's one thing for us to leave here with is that Jesus is worthy of our worship in the good, but especially in the bad, especially in the difficult seasons. That's when we should be worshiping him all the more, because then it reveals to us that he's not just our Santa, right? Just giving us what we want, and then we're mad if he doesn't give us what we want. No, he's the supreme authority no matter what, and he saved me. He died for me. He took on my sins, and that's enough. And if that's truly enough for each of us, then we're going to sing and worship him no matter what. Right? You think of Paul and Silas. They're in the prison. And what are they doing? They're singing. They're singing right after being beaten. Right after having their clothes ripped off of them and being beaten. They're singing. They're worshiping. You think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They tell King Nebuchadnezzar, hey, God can save us. But even if he doesn't, we're still going to worship him. We're not going to worship your idols. So again, for each and every one of us, maybe this next season, this next year, is going to be the most perfect and easy year ever. Maybe it's going to have some difficulties. I encourage you to cry out to the Lord and worship Him all the more. Because that's when it shows that He truly is our supreme authority no matter what. That's when it shows that we're truly grateful for Him dying on the cross for us no matter what. Again, what's the gospel? What's Christianity? It's not the American dream. That's not what Christianity is all about. Is that Jesus died for my sins. He took my place, and now I get to have life in this life and life eternally in heaven forever because of what he did. So, hey, let's pray, and then we'll continue to worship. I encourage you, if you're at home watching, man, worship your heart out. Uh, When you're at home, you only have to worry about who's next to you and your voice, right? Uh, But each of us, man, worship the Lord. Worship the Lord with all of our heart tonight. Lord, we just love you, and we thank you, Lord, for this season of Christmas, Lord. Again, I pray that each of us would have that childlike faith, Lord, in this season, Lord. Give us that childlike faith, Lord. Give us that childlike heart, Lord, to worship you, God. If things are going perfect, if things are going hard, God, if this Christmas was everything we dreamt it to be, Lord, if there's difficulty, Lord, if there's hospital visits, Lord, if there's bad doctor's visits, God, we pray that we'd worship you, Lord, with all of our hearts, God. Lord, again, just strengthen us. Give us the gratitude for what you've done in our lives, Lord. I pray that each of us, Lord, would be those who have been forgiven much. And that's why we love you so much, Lord. Lord, break our hearts for what breaks yours, Lord. And again, God, reveal to us the wages of our sins, Lord. And Lord, reveal to us the grace and the mercy, Lord, that you've bestowed upon each and every one of us, God. Thank you for the opportunity to worship you here tonight, Lord. We think of brothers and sisters, Lord, around the globe and, Lord, the difficulties they may have gathering together to worship you, God. We pray that you'd be strengthening, Lord, the persecuted church around the world, God. So we just love you. We thank you, Jesus, in your precious name we pray, amen.